greetings to all of you i just felt like today i should just take time to uh individually minister and uh, individually take time to answer certain questions how do we define a, a ministry or a man of god or a leader who is actively wrong or doctrinally wrong spiritually wrong i look at it from multiple perspectives um one is where where we understand we know that they are wrong you know some of them are wrong you know because some of them may speak the right language but may be fueled by a different spirit some of them uh, we can just easily catch them with the words they speak or you know with the doctrines that they believe on or with the with their standard of life um some of them it is beyond these two you know you you have to look much more deeper into seeing how they um, really bear the fruit of the spirit and and for them for some of them it is how we you know are able to observe them close enough to see if they are really walking in love if they are really walking in the peace and joy and you know the all, all the fruit of the spirit they because i've seen people who are sound in the word of god i've seen people who are fueled by the holy spirit and still not be able to bear the fruit of the spirit because we don't know the tree by its gifts we don't know the tree by its massive influence we know the tree by its fruits so to understand someone's fruits we can't do it from a distance we have to sometimes even journey close with them uh, we have to walk in close fellowship with somebody to understand if this person is really bearing fruit or if he is just sustained by the gifts sustained by his massive influence now first thing let's let's begin by doctrine okay now doctrine can definitely be something that is uh, that is that we can easily decipher and understand provided we are being taught the right doctrine like if i am not taught doctrine if i am not understanding how things function what what the scripture really say in its entirety then i will think that every every new teaching that is coming or anything that is any new revelation that is coming it is like a, a false doctrine it is against the lord it is against what we have learned and we will call it a false doctrine so it's necessary that we be constantly taught it's necessary that we um learn the scripture day in and day out we keep ourselves open to scripture you know one thing to note is that the best theologians in the scripture you know from the days of apostle paul all till today even till today the best of the theologians they they had one or the other weakness one or the other places where they failed you know one or the other places where their minds were not open to see or understand for example we all know of how martin luther was one of these guys that god used you know in a particular season to awaken the church to the reality of salvation by faith and today we we are thankful to this man of god for making the bible accessible to us making it's so easy for us to get saved <laughs> else we'll be spending 
a huge amount of money to try and you know attain salvation that's how it was for centuries and yet this guy really was anti-semitic he hated the jews he had so many viewpoints where his eyes were not open to see the full reality of scripture so can it be that somebody who is really genuine somebody who is really sold out for god somebody whose heart is really for god can still have one or two blind areas absolutely you know and we have to give them that benefit of doubt you know that hey you know i i may not understand some things that he says but but you know there are these things that he is really hearing from god and he is bringing us the heart of god and i this is his strength you know we don't go to you know to martin luther to try and understand how to love israel and how to love the jews because he is going to give us a completely wrong doctrine about this particular topic but if you want to understand salvation by faith man you have to read him up you have to read some of his sermons that he has preached and some of his articles that is written and you will enjoy the wealth that is within that you know texts so he was used by the lord he was definitely filled in the spirit he was definitely driven by the right desires and motives and yet there were one or two blind sides you know in his doctrine and his theology and we have to we have to accept the fact that no man of god is going to be perfect when it comes to doctrine and theology the only problem is when somebody begins to redirect worship or redirect people away from the lord you know away from god in the book of deuteronomy i think in um, the old testament moses said suppose there are prophets among you okay and they prophesy certain things and the prophecy actually comes to pass it's not like they prophesied and it didn't come to pass you know if they prophesied something and it doesn't come to pass we would call them false prophets but if they prophesied something and it did come to pass we will all clap hands and say oh this is a true prophet of the lord but it says that these guys they prophesied something and it did come to pass and after it did come to pass these people these prophets they now turn you away from worshiping yahweh they turn you into worshiping other gods that you have not known or believed in before then you will identify them as false prophets so the fact that they didn't get the prophecy right is not what qualified them as false prophets what made them false prophets is who did they you know cause you to worship did they eventually make you worship money did they eventually make you worship blessings did they eventually make an idol out of healing uh, did they eventually make an idol out of uh, prosperity you know or did did they make this the whole goal of you know you being coming to the lord did they make you a worshipper of money if they did then that person is a, is definitely teaching and ministering and doing something that is leading you away from the lord that is he's a false prophet you have to in the old testament you were supposed to kill him you know in the new testament i'm not going to encourage you to do that but you, but that person can be dead to you you don't have to give that person access into your home into your church into your relationships those voices cannot come in 
so that's how you would identify something that is you know doctrinally dangerous doctrinally dangerous if trust me otherwise if it's if it's not for that i'm telling you all of us will find some fault or the other in each other's doctrines you know if i can i can listen to any man of god today and i you know i listen to at least uh, uh, 300 400 podcasts in, in that's subscribed on my phone and and i listen to people that i don't agree with i listen to people that believe that the holy spirit has stopped working that there is no gifts of the holy spirit today i listen to people who who actually believe that uh you know jesus would be okay with homosexuality um i listen to people who have very strange belief systems not not to agree with them but i listen to them just to hear their perspective and understand you know what they believe what and why they believe and and i also listen to a lot of sound theologians a lot of sound teachers of god's word and you would listen you know i i like for a month for two months three months and somewhere down the line you would see okay this is one area one challenge with his theology you know he's okay with all these things but he 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 really believes that you know god doesn't heal people anymore he is okay with all these other areas but he he just can't seem to understand how you know jesus is literally going to come in person like i i know somebody that i i follow online and this guy he moves in amazing signs and wonders and you know great revelation of the holy spirit and the move of the holy spirit but his 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 view of the second coming of jesus is almost blasphemous like he almost believes that he is whatever is prophesied in scripture it has already happened so there is no so called second coming to look forward to you know he's already come we are the church we are the kingdom we are already in the millennium period and you know and so i i realized that these that guy he has a completely wrong theology when it comes to you know the last days but then there are ha- other areas which where he is where he has a right understanding and where he is sound and where he is balanced so everybody you I, I, you can you can bring me any man of god i'll sit with him for 10 days and i'll tell you one area where i feel like i may disagree with you know this person so if you if you just disagree with people doctrinally you would end up disagreeing with everybody you know that's that's what i feel you know you'll keep fighting everything so that is where i believe that you know god has not entrusted everything to one person you know we have to believe that god is not you know given the apostles the ability to teach 100 person to prophesy 100 person to evangelize 100 person and to uh, and and to pastor 100 person no whereas if you look at the prophets god has not given them the ability to pastor god has not given them the ability to teach god has not given them the ability to uh, function apostolically god has not necessarily given them the ability to evangelize you know so each each office has its own function and each office has its own ability giftings and and when all of these offices come together when all the gifts come together then we function together as one body if we just focus on 
one part and say this is all i want i only want the prophetic i don't care about teaching i don't care about evangelism i don't care about you know <coughs> pastoral work in the church shepherding of god's people i don't care about the the apostolic mandate mandates the apostolic mantle i i, I just i just want the prophetic i'm telling you we will have a very imbalanced church very a church that is off balance and that's where we have to we have to allow the lord to use different varieties of gifts to pour into us to speak to us some things will be revealed to us when there is a teacher some things will be revealed to us when there is a prophetic teaching some things will be will come to us when a person with a pastoral heart comes in and he will teach you how you could love people you know he'll teach you how you could genuinely serve people who are uh, going through homosexual tendencies and 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 he will teach you how you should embrace them and serve them and care for them and and counsel them and and, and then uh, somebody who is moving prophetically he would come and probably help you identify the root cause of this particular behavior and he will he will help you to go deeper go back into their childhood and go back into uh, the 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 abuse or the upbringing or the exposures that they've had and and try to eradicate now everything is important you know if you just allow the prophets to do their job i'm telling you a lot of people will walk out of the church very hurt if you allow only the pastors to do their job i'm telling you a lot of people will just find comfort and comfort in church but no change they will remain in that state for you know all their life without any real change they will only find you know just comfort so doctrinally i believe that we have to allow the variety of the gifts that god has given the church to function and function and uh, and and we we have the freedom the lord has given us the free freedom to to not necessarily uh, accept everything you know we can take what god is speaking through a man of god come you know and let it let it be weighed with scripture weighed with what god is doing in our lives right now and then decide what we need to do for example there were prophets who came to apostle paul and said you should not be going to jerusalem you know this is the vision that i see this is the thing god is speaking to me you are going to be bound and you're going to be chained and they were prophets led by the holy spirit they were prophets that were anointed genuinely anointed who were, who were giving prophetic instructions to apostle paul saying don't do it but he didn't immediately say oh wow god is speaking let me change my direction he said okay thank you for sharing and and then he went back to prayer and then he decided no i'm still going to go to jerusalem i'm still going to go through with my plan so i think that god has given us the freedom to do that in the new testament that he's not wanting us to accept everything 100% we can still receive a prophetic instruction and take it back to prayer and decide what we need to do and what we need to you know not do what we need to receive and what we do not need to receive that's why the scripture says test every prophecy test every word that is coming to you wait with you know your 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 spirit and and then decide if this is something you need to 
receive or not now when it comes to um the the spirit aspect of it because some people they can speak well they can teach well they can be theologically correct but if they are not spiritually flowing in the the right source from the right source then it's very dangerous for us to allow access to those spirits into our home into our hearts into our families this is where we need people that discern this is where we need people that um really prayerfully make choices prayerfully um humbly you know with with broken hearts they would share information when when i i say that the lord revealed so and so about so and so person i i cannot so say that with a with a with a entitled spirit that i am better than them you know if it was not for the grace of god i would be where he is i i would be making the same mistake i would be deceived too i would be carried away too but i'm when i'm sharing this information that there is this thing happening there is this uh you know challenge in this person's spirit i have to do it with a lot of grace with a lot of uh humility and knowing the fact that this could have happened to anybody you know uh and the more we are faithful with what we discern the more god will trust us with more information the more we misuse the information that god gives us you know when we discern people or ministries or churches the more we misuse their information the more we we are we are shutting doors in the spirit realm and the more we can ourselves be deceived too when we misuse what god is speaking to us so so please uh, be very careful when you use your discernment um, never do it to put somebody down that even when you discern even when you understand that somebody is doing wrong you do it with a lot of grace and with a lot of prayer for that person in saying god we need this person to be saved we need you to visit that church there are hundreds and thousands of souls that are being deceived we we need you to encounter them and give them a fresh revelation of this one thing where where they can be freed out of and i think that with every discernment there is need for a a, a battle that you would rage in the spirit to to fight the spiritual principalities that you have discerned you know that the cause the root cause that you've discerned you would battle for that church or that pastor or that minister and you would you would ra- you you would wage a war because why why would god give you information to something that you are not that is not your assignment like if if god is giving you information over the nation of sri lanka let's say uh, what is happening in the capital of the country what is happening happening in the in the political realm of the country if god is giving you access to information it is not so you can gossip about it it is so you can wage a war it is so that you can declare a war and and go into the camp of the enemy and bring back whatever is stolen whatever is taken so i i i really believe that when the lord shows you something and when he gives you information you should you should not take it for granted instead you should just um you know bring a few trusted people together and begin to intentionally pray towards it pray for it pray and activate all the keys that you have to to wage uh, 
a correct the right warfare and the third category first was doctrine the second is a spirit and the third is character that is something that i don't think that we we can see unless we journey very closely with a person you know we can have the perfect theology the the very good relationship with the holy spirit and be have be have be having a good relationship with god and yet not be bearing the fruit of god because we are we have not yielded certain areas of our lives to god for example i have i walked with men of god who are very prayerful very uh, very anointed very prophetic in nature and some of them they they will you you can just be around them and and you can be healed you know very anointed guys very anointed people and yet when they speak to people oh my god the kind of arrogance that comes out of their mouth the kind of um the kind of lack of love which which is very obvious you don't even have to um discern anything you know just that you just know there is no fruit of the spirit it's very visible very obvious that you know there is no fruit of the spirit that is a much more dangerous thing than the first two because um you you can see the first two and you can be impressed by the person and you can actually imitate the person and eventually you are going to produce the same fruit that he produced the same uh, results that came out of his life because when when we stand before god he is not going to be counting the number of sermons you preached he is not going to be counting your church attendance your church membership he is not going to be counting uh, how how much you prayed in the spirit he is definitely going to be counting your your fruits that you bore how faithful you were if you were faithful with the relationships that were entrusted to you if you were faithful with the resources that were entrusted to you if you were faithful with the uh, influence that was given to you if you were faithful in little things as much as you um, wanted the bigger the the better things if you were faithful even with little tiny things that is what is going to be you know asked of of you when you stand before the lord so that is what we eventually want to manifest not just uh, you know great theology and doctrine not just great move the spirit but also good character also good fruit so when we look at our churches you know in our cities and our nations and when we look at some men of god that are um, you know probably doctrinally correct but uh, you know spiritually they are not flowing in the right spirit we have every right to dissociate and you know pray for them uh, but when we see these first two things correct but we don't have access to see the third aspect you know where we may not be walking very closely with this person to know um, if this person is actually bearing the fruit of the spirit or not because anybody can pretend to be doing that on the stage uh, you really want to see somebody's character you have to put them in traffic in bangalore traffic you know in indian indian traffic and 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 then there are people cutting in from all directions and then you see the words they speak you see the actions they make and you you see how they react and then you know how much character they have then you know how much they are walking in peace right so some of us we don't have access to you know do that you know with men of god 
which is okay, which is all right, because there are people who do have access. There are people who God have put around them, and and there are people who are um, surrounding them. If if God has given us access into someone's life, then it becomes our responsibility to discern and help them, and and provide and protect them, and give them any information that would be necessary to help them. But if we don't have access to that, then we don't. We are not going to be we are not obliged to help them or or comment upon them now coming to the aspect of mega churches i, I think that what the, the biggest challenge that we face in our world today is is the the fact that we have a celebrity culture versus we have um a full um a celebrate celebrity there is a particular term that um is coined which which i can't um you know say it correctly there is a full uh, celebrity uh, you know it's celebritism you know let's call that that word you know the the fact that somebody is a celebrity that is not always avoidable like for example let's let's talk about jesus he he was a celebrity in his day and time you know he had massive crowds of people following him day in and day out to the extent that jesus didn't even have time to sleep he didn't have time to eat he didn't have time to you know engage with his disciples he would have to withdraw from the crowds to do some of his basic interactions with his disciples so jesus was technically a celebrity you know he was like a household name in israel everybody wanted to be uh, you know photographed with jesus of nazareth everybody wanted to be in the in the dining room where jesus is having a meal everybody wanted jesus to come to their home and jesus was a celebrity in his day and time and yet what we see today is where is a lifestyle where where you know the 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 celebrity status almost proves that you're correct you know then there is no accountability there is nobody can question you nobody can you know challenge you then then you can say whatever you say then you're not accessible to the woman sitting at the well then you 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 you're completely unreachable from anybody that is that that doesn't follow you or anybody that doesn't believe or agree with you and and that's why Jesus was so different in the sense that he he didn't mind after a revival to come and sit with a lady who is going through five failed marriages and this is is not even a marriage he didn't mind coming and sitting and having a conversation with her a celebrity pastor would say that is misuse of my time you know i can use the same time to preach to thousands of souls and yet why are you expecting me to sit and talk to one lady and that to such a long conversation this much time at least 1000 people would have gotten baptized in that place but look at this this is a long conversation she is not getting convicted with my first answer she is not getting convicted with the second answer it, ha- it it required a whole chapter in john chapter 4 to finally bring her to a place of conviction now th- that is that is a place where i have a problem with celebrity culture where where the culture gets into a person's head and and it begins to now cut them off from accountability from reality from uh, a lot of things that that they should be um doing like Jesus you know Jesus he wasn't afraid to 
to go to the home of somebody that didn't agree with him he he sat at the table with pharisees as much as he he ate with tax collectors and sinners he also ate with pharisees and pharisees were his biggest critics how did jesus have the humility to go and sit with pharisees and and have a meal with them here is jesus he he is not ashamed to even wash the feet of his own disciples wash the feet i mean if you were in that culture you would understand how humiliating it is for you to be photographed washing someone's feet it is it is not going to look good on you the next day you you will not look like a rabbi you you do you you will lose the prestige that you carried you know the 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 charisma that you brought in i mean everybody is going to now say hey did you know he he's the guy who washed the feet yesterday night you know everybody is going to look down on you and yet jesus he wasn't bothered about washing his own disciples feet see how we do in our culture today is is very different you know we all want to wash the feet of the man of god you know of somebody who is greater better more anointed Uh, but but here is jesus he is not washing he, he washed everybody's feet including judas tell me about how that works like why would you serve a guy who is about to betray you why would you honor wash humble yourself before a guy that is about to betray you now that is these are things that you know when a celebrity culture gets into our head it 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 hurts us in in some of these areas that where where we are no longer able to function in that manner and that is and that is where we have to keep ourselves humble because i i do believe that god wants to give you give some of you like like supernatural success supernatural success you, know, you may some of you may be leading uh, pastors hundreds and thousands of pastors in the days to come some of you may get a massive following on social media some of you may get un, unexpected business opportunities because of which every every journalist wants to have an interview with you every television network wants to have you on them you know to to just talk about you some of you are going to get unprecedented success you are you should expect that you should pray for that you should believe for that but the question is are we when when God trusts us with influence. Are we going to be like Jesus, or are we going to imitate what is happening in the world around us? That is where that is the question I'm I'm going to leave you with. You know, because um, being a celebrity is not wrong, but letting that get into your head that is that is where that is where it is wrong. You know, because God can, I believe that God can trust you with you know masses, thousands of people. and if jesus could do it if jesus could stay humble then we can too because uh, we have the same holy spirit that jesus had we have the same access to the father that jesus has we have the same uh, grace to pray and the same grace to um, to to the same revelations that jesus had i'm sure that we can we can tap into the same grace and we can do the same the problem is that when is that is that we have we've idolized our men of god so much that we are okay in even even imitating their faults and their mistakes and their failures and and that's where we have to 
draw a boundary let me read this particular scripture this is uh, the book of hebrews chapter 13 um uh, and uh, you know m- my spiritual father he he constantly teaches us this scripture just to keep us grounded in reality and to and to explain to us how to be careful when you imitate your leaders okay this is um hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7 i will read it uh, from the amplified bible it says remember your leaders who brought you the word of god and consider the result of their conduct and imitate their faith so it says you need to remember your leaders you need to acknowledge who your leaders are second you need to consider the result of their conduct which means their lifestyle their dressing sense their behaviors their character you you study you study you consider you observe their lifestyle okay but you should imitate their faith which means that there are going to be things in their lifestyle which may not make sense to you which you don't have to necessarily imitate you can consider you can observe you can study but you don't have to imitate their lifestyles you have to imitate their faith you have to imitate the way they love the lord you have to imitate the way they serve the church you have to imitate the way they are pure you have to imitate the way they are consecrated you have to imitate the way they they pursue uh, supernatural uh, realms but their lifestyles you you can observe and study how they dress what they wear how they you know behave you you can study if there is something good in it if there is something valuable in it you imitate it you you say ah i like that that is that is worth imitating that is worth the 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 calling that i have that is that is also in line with what i have understood about god you know that that's not something that you have to blindly accept and believe and take everything so if you if you're just going to imitate everything you're also going to end up imitating the the negatives and 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 that's where i'm going to encourage us you know personally if we have somebody that we we are imitating and and we have a role model that we have been be being mentored by someone that you you learn to imitate their faith their pursuit of god the way that they depend on the lord the way that they go after god you imitate their faith but the outcome of their life the their lifestyle their the the way that they dress the way that they talk the way they do relationships their their private personal life you consider it you just study it not necessarily do you need to imitate it imitate it only when you feel that this is godly this is good this is glorifying god glorifying jesus then you imitate those things otherwise you have to be very careful to only imitate their faith so so the problem with us is we 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 would crucify a person for his lifestyle without imitating their faith uh, we uh, you know somebody's lifestyle may be something that we don't we don't understand that it doesn't make sense to us but still they have a faith that is worth imitating which is okay i can consider their lifestyle i don't get it i don't like it or i don't agree with it but i know your faith i know your revelation of god i know what you're giving me 
and and I, I I'd prefer imitating your faith and your pursuit of God without having to imitate your lifestyle. Many men of God who have written scripture, let's say King David, I, I don't want to imitate his lifestyle, but I can imitate his faith. King Solomon, I don't want to imitate his lifestyle, but I can imitate his faith. There are so many men of God who their lifestyles may not necessarily have been uh, perfect, you know, that we can imitate, but their faith I can imitate, their revelation of God I can imitate, their, their understanding of how, 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 you know, God functions and how God has interacted with them. That is worth imitating in. And, you know, if you have a perspective like this, it'll, it'll keep us sound, it'll keep us balanced, where we are not critical of people, uh, but at the same time discerning of them, you know. We are not judging people, but at the same time we have revelation knowledge of where to draw boundaries, what to say no to, what to allow into my home, what to not allow into my church. Uh, we have understanding on these things. That will really help us in, in the long run. And like, like I told you right at the start, right? There are people who have the wrong doctrine. Then there are people who have the wrong spirit. And then there are people who have the wrong character. But this is the group of people who have the wrong character. Like they are they're preaching out of wrong motives, wrong intention. So Paul is saying, Hey, as long as Christ is being preached, I rejoice. I, I praise God. I, I know that their heart is not in the right place. I know they are jealous of my ministry. They're trying to compete with my ministry and they're trying to overtake me in doing what they're doing. But I rejoice about the fact that they are preaching Christ. So Paul, instead of trying to take a gun and shoot them down. See, if there were people who were spiritually in a different, you know, ball game altogether and Paul did do that Paul did take the gun and shoot them down but these guys they were not functioning in the wrong spirit or the wrong doctrine their character was not fully formed so he said I still rejoice that they preach Christ so I think that's that's where when when we see that somebody is doing things not in the perfect way we have to show them the same grace that Apostle Paul showed them and saying you know, I praise God that people are getting saved. I praise God that someone is getting healed. I praise God that Jesus is being glorified. So, praise God for that. If you imitate a person's faith and character, then you will end up like them. You know, you can, you can imitate somebody's faith and yet not their character. Samuel, for example, he was growing under Eli. You know, David, he was growing under Saul. So there were so many, so many people in the scripture that their leaders were not perfect. Their uh, seniors were not, you know, doing the right thing. And yet, so, so David, he would honor Saul, he would submit to Saul and yet not become like Saul. So it is very much possible that uh, you can function under a leader who is going wrong and yet you not do the same mistakes, you not do the same uh, go through the same struggles. Even nice people can be deceived. Nice people can definitely have wrong choices. So, you know, let's talk about Eve, you know. What what was it that caused her to be deceived? Uh, Satan didn't say you'll get more money. Satan didn't say you will get 
you know more power more ability seren said you will be like god you know like there was a spiritual desire that caused her to be deceived so not every deception is because of worldly temptation some deception can also happen because of a a spiritual desire that the enemy would uh, you know camouflage and and make it look like it's a it's a it's a it, it is a good desire but the desire that is finding its solution from the wrong person like how can the serpent teach me more about god you know i i i'm not supposed to be going to a tree that god said not to go to to become like god like you know that doesn't that just doesn't make sense if i want more of god i sit with him not with a not with a tree i think the the problem that god had with adam and eve was not the fact that they ate of a tree it was that they depended on a tree to know what is good and evil instead of depending on god who could have given them more information if they needed and i think that was the deception the deception was not just um you know you just uh, spirit it was not just uh, worldly nature so you you can't say that as long as i'm i'm craving for more of god i'm praying and i'm desiring more wonders more miracles more spiritual impartation i will not be deceived in fact those very things can cause you to be deceived so when jesus came on the earth and he was fasting for 40 days he was starving at the end he was like like hungry he naturally he desired for food that's normal right when you're when you're hungry you desire for food but the problem is who is the one who is going to satisfy that desire is it going to be the serpent who is going to give you is it going to be satan who is going to tell you how to satisfy that desire then that is going to be the opening to deception and that's why jesus said i i know this i mean is it tell me about this is it wrong to desire food when you're hungry it's not but the question is where do you satisfy that desire where who satisfies that desire for you you know if you give in to that then that opens a door for deception um, don't ever think that judas was not nice you know that if he had to be around jesus for three and a half years it's not because he had he had a wrong heart or wrong intention in fact as soon as she heard that jesus is going to be crucified he went and killed himself out of that you know burden so it's not like he was a, he had a hardened heart or that he he has no uh, no compassion no love he was not like that in fact he when when somebody was bringing money to jesus or offerings to jesus his concern was can't we help the poor with this you know this this is a lot of money to be spending on uh, your your pedicure you know you should this is this is something that we could give to the poor people like this is this will really bless so many people waiting out there who don't have food so it's not like his heart was hardened but he was deceived you know so so good people can be deceived good people can be influenced in 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 uh, in in the wrong wrong relationships so yeah our prayer should be god protect me from that deception you know because if if you're deceived we actually believe that what we're doing is right if you're if you're like let's say that i'm i'm eating something that is uh, 
you know, not good for me, and I know it, and I eat it, that's that's not deception. That I I'm that is direct, you know, rebellion or you know, it's just willing disobedience where I I know that uh, what I'm doing is wrong, and if I want, I can change my mind and stop eating it whenever I want. But if I'm deceived into believing that this is right, this is good, this is okay for me to eat. If I actually believe that, then it's a problem. Then, then we are we are, you know, in for a big loss. Because that's that's what happened to the prodigal son. He was deceived into believing that the money that he is getting from his father. He can use it well and better outside the father's house than in the father's house. He thought if he could just move away into the other country where there is more money, better cars and better people, he can really use this money to earn a fortune. That was his deception. That's why the Bible says when he came back to his senses. So there had to be a place where the, the deception had to be removed like that whale that that was covering his eyes had to be torn open when he came back to his senses he said let me go back to my father's house let me find food uh, the the same food that servants eat in my father's house that's enough to satisfy me let me go back there so i i think that uh, deception is a very serious challenge it is it is it is it is bigger than disobedience you know because disobedience you can turn back from very easily deception is very dangerous and that's why we have to protect our relationships well we have to protect what we listen to we have to protect who we hang out with we have to protect the communication we have the conversations we get into because eve she was deceived in a conversation she it was not like she you know did something really wrong and eventually ended up in deception it was just giving into a conversation which deceived her in in a state of glory you know you're thinking how can i be deceived like eve was eve she was in the in a perfect world with with no problems whatsoever no weaknesses whatsoever no temptations whatsoever like can you imagine like i can imagine someone falling prey to uh, wealth today you know because let's say that the guy has not seen money all his growing up life and somebody showed him a lot of money he can fall prey to that temptation but how can eve be tempted she's lived in the garden of eden <laughs> like she's lived in a state of perfection and you think that she can be tempted it was not temptation it was deception she got deceived into believing that this is better so i think that that is a bigger danger because some of us we can be in the church in the presence of god in and be among right people right believers uh, do do all the right things that everybody else is doing you know we can be part of the majority of christians all of that and yet there are things that we could do conversations that we can get into and people that we hang out with that's that's why apostle paul said in first corinthians chapter 15 i think don't you know that um, bad company corrupts uh, good character you know that the company you keep the people you hang out with that can corrupt your your life and it can corrupt your lifestyle so 
so be very careful of that be very protective of who you hang out with of what you do with your uh, empty time you know who do you pray with that's a very important word for intercessors that the people that you pray with the people that you join together in agreement in prayer because prayer is more powerful than just empty conversation because prayer you're not just activating your intellect and your emotion you you're also activating your spirit uh, so that that so if you're praying with somebody who is themselves deceived if you're spiritually partnering with somebody who is themselves deceived it's just a matter of time where you will also get deceived yourself there's a story in the bible about king jehoshaphat who went into battle with king ahab you know king ahab was the guy who was deceived here you know the bible says that there was a, dis, a, a a deceiving spirit a lying spirit that fell upon all the prophets you know and in fact even the prophet of god first prophesied a lie to him you know that's how much this lying spirit filled people and their target was king ahab king ahab was the guy they had to deceive but the problem is king jehoshaphat's company with king ahab ended up deceiving king jehoshaphat also this was not a battle that jehoshaphat should have gone to this was only intended for king ahab to go and this was supposed to be his death but not only did king ahab go into this battle king jehoshaphat also went with him into the battle to the extent that there were there was a point when people started aiming arrows at king jehoshaphat and in the midst of the battle his eyes opened up and he had to cry out to god for mercy he had to say god deliver me now he came back to his senses just before he he could become a target of the enemy and the lord rescued him and and that that's how dangerous deception is if you if you keep company with decept, deceived people you will be deceived before you know so be very careful that you don't associate you know uh, in in fact if you read this is in first corinthians i think you know where apostle paul he's telling um the church at corinth saying certain people you should not even eat in their homes certain people you should not even us and you would read this instructions and you would think oh my god what is he talking about am i i, I live in a very sinful world how can i take this literally and not you know associate with anybody and then he goes on to explain i'm not talking about unbelievers you know he's not even he's not saying you should not associate with unbelievers he's saying i'm talking about believers brother those who call themselves brothers those who call themselves children of god and yet their lifestyle is fully deceived and they are, they are they are worshiping anything but god those are the people he's saying don't even eat with them don't even hang out with them it's more dangerous to hang out with believers who are deceived than with unbelievers who are probably doing worse things than the believers are you know if you hang out with unbelievers who are probably you know drinking and you know doing drugs and because jesus was okay with um, sitting with uh, prostitutes and tax collectors and all of that and none of that affected him none of that came into him so you you can be in an environment in a company of people who are completely you know unbelievers completely wrong believers completely um you know away from god 
and that will not necessarily affect you as dangerously as somebody who is deceived that is why the bible says when judas took the bread he ate the bread satan entered him <laughs> satan entered judas and and it's it's crazy that it says jesus told him please go and do what you want to do jesus expected him to leave the group because now he was deceived he 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 was not thinking clearly he he was the deceived in the gang and because he was the deceived in the gang jesus expected him to get out and go do whatever he wants to do rather than staying in the circle and deceiving more people and and hurting more people so three and a half years jesus tolerated him his his stealing of money jesus said it's okay his uh, uh, direct disrespect of how jesus was spending money jesus said it's okay all of that i can tolerate but the moment he got deceived jesus said judas go do what you want to do do what you have to do now you cannot be in this company in fact the night was not over yet he was about to give more specific teachings john 14 15 16 17 it was all part of what happened after judas left and before jesus was arrested and judas missed all of it because jesus said you're now deceived now you cannot be in this company you know now now it's not just disobedience now it is deception this is a very serious thing and and that's why we have to cry out to god saying god you know i i can tolerate all these other things but i cannot tolerate deception in my life speak your truth to me and set me free by your truth the truth you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and today as you listen to me there are there are there are truth pearls being released into your spirit and there are truth that is liberating you from certain um certain witchcrafts there are truths that are liberating you from certain um certain wrong information there are truths that is liberating you from certain limitations there are there are truths that are limited that are freeing you from certain things that uh, worked as walls and boundaries around you saying you this is all that you can do you cannot go beyond this there are, there are truths that are being spoken into your spirit that is liberating you from 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 certain uh, certain limitations that you have and i i see that vision very clearly of walls being broken so i believe that limitations will be broken that boundaries that people have placed around you you know it could be your parents who said you will never do this you you will never succeed in this whatever limitations words have placed around you truth is setting you free you will not live deceived anymore you will not be a victim of those words anymore you you are you are being freed today and the words you pray the things you declare it will come from a place of freedom it will come from a place of great authority and strength and wisdom and you will you will you will create an impact you will create a change you will you will change the environment where you live where you minister and i know that we are out of time but if you would allow me i'm i'm just going to read some scripture now and i'm going to leave you with this uh, with this blessing okay this is uh, john chapter 17 where jesus is praying for his disciples okay i'm just going to read through 
as much verses as I can. When Jesus had spoken these things, he raised his eyes to heaven in prayer and said, Father, the hour has come. I'm, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. So, Father, I pray over each and every one of the students of this year's uh, WAM, each and, one, each and every one of those that have dedicated their time to study, to listen, to engage, to ask questions, to, to re re reply, to, uh, to really grow, to practice, to apply some of the things that you've spoken into their hearts. Lord, we bless each and every one of them. We speak that you would glorify them. And the other has come, the time has come where the glory that is meant to manifest for them, it will come upon them in Jesus' name. Lord, glorify them in this season. Lord, glorify them. Lord, I pray that there will be a spotlight upon some of them in this season, a spotlight that they will be highlighted, they will be elevated, they will be the center of attention in their homes, they will become the center of attention in their workplaces, they will become the center of attention in their friend circle, in their prayer circles, everywhere, Lord, that you would glorify them because the time is here, because the hour is here, because the point, the climax is here, that you would glorify your daughter, your son. Lord, I also pray, that there will be divine authority. I read verse 2. For you've given your children authority over everyone. Everything that is their assignment, Lord. You've given them authority. So we pray that that revelation, that they will grow in that revelation, Lord. You've given them the authority. You've given them authority. We bless them. We bless them with authority, Lord. Lord, your, your word says that you, you give eternal life. He gives eternal life to each one that you have given him. So I pray this over your children that anybody that connects with them, they will not just have uh, a good conversation, but they will receive eternal life. Every word will release life. Every word will release abundance. Every word will receive uh, grace and strength and wisdom. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one that you sent to earth. So Father, I pray that anybody that talks to your children, they will really know you. They will know the Father and they will know the Son. Because there is so much of deception that is going on in the world around us where, where we think that this is eternal life or that is eternal life. Lord, we redefine eternal life for your children right now that they will know you. They will know you, God, and they will know Jesus. They will know the one true God and they will know the Messiah that he has sent, the Son, his only begotten Son that is being given to us. They will know the one true Son and, and the one that you have sent into the earth, that that knowledge will give them life, that knowledge will sustain the life. Father, I, I speak verse 4. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. So I, I bless them with this grace that each and every one of them, they will finish their assignments. They will not die before time. They will complete the work that you have given them. They will complete the assignments that you have given them, Lord. They will not quit 
their marriage, their ministry, their business, their their careers before it's time. They will not stop praying before it's time. No, 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 no. They will complete the assignments that are entrusted to them, Lord. That you would help them to bring glory to you here on the earth by completing the work that you've given them. Now, Father, bring me into the glory that we shared before the world began. I just like Jesus entered into his glory. I pray, Lord, that you would cause your daughters, your sons, to enter into their glory here on the earth. Lord, we thank you for, you have handpicked some of your daughters to, to carry great burden. You have handpicked some of them to carry great weight. You handpicked some of them to, to fight certain battles. Battles that men cannot fight. You've handpicked some of them. Battles that generals are incapable of fighting. You've, you've handpicked some of them. And so right now, I, I speak their anointing oil to flow from the, from the top of their head to the, to, the, to the sole of their feet that they will have the grace to fight in the season. They would have the grace to, to stretch their bow to the end that they would not release the bow before time. They would not release the bow halfway, midway. No, no, no. They would stretch it till the end and then release it so that it reaches its final destination. I speak grace to fight, grace to be protective of their nation, grace to be protective of their calling, protective of their dreams and protective of, of their assignments, Lord, to be possessive of what God has spoken to, to fight for it like a, like a mother bear would fight for its tiny ones. I pray that you would give them the grace to fight for those things that you've spoken over their destinies, over their cities, over their homes, over their nations, over their churches. Lord, that you would give them the grace to fight till they see the finality of what you have spoken come to pass. Till they see Jesus reigning and ruling from on top over all of these situations that they are praying for. We thank you for certain sicknesses will be eradicated this, this season. Certain sicknesses will be eradicated in Sri Lanka. Certain sicknesses will be eradicated in their neighborhood. Certain sicknesses will not be even heard of in their environments because some people are taking up this battle as their own and saying, I'm, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going, to, I'm going to stand firm on this till the very end. And I am not going to let go. We thank you, Lord, for the grace that you've released to complete certain assignments. We bless them, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for, for you're going to take them from strength to strength. Each and every one of your children, Lord, we bless them with power. We bless them with a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. No more timidity, no more shyness, but power, love, and sound mind. Power, to manifest when they walk out of their churches, power to manifest when they step out of their homes, power to manifest when they go into their uh, businesses, into their workplaces, power to manifest when they interact with their uh, friends and families. Lord, and I speak love, let, let love manifest around them and let there be soundness of mind, disciplined mind, uh, a sound mind, 
thinking, a sound perspective, a balanced perspective. I speak that over your children. We thank you, Lord, for the grace that you have given us to journey together over this whole year. We we thank you, Lord, for the the blessing that I have received from journeying with your children. And I pray that you would you would reward your children for all the hard work that they have done to study, to be diligent, to grow in this last one year, Father. We bless, we re- really uh, uh, like just pour out our heart over Apostle Rue and the entire team that has been organizing uh, and working hard to make sure that WAM happens year after year. We pray that every seed, every effort that they have put into into running this school, Lord, that you would reward them for it, that you would you would release a harvest into their homes, into their ministry, into their into their conversations, into every dreams that they have been harboring, every God dreams that they have been harboring, that you you would give them a harvest because of of the seeds that they have been sowing, the the hard work that they've been doing into building this uh, people that are that have been tuning in, Lord. We bless them. We thank you, Lord, for the grace you've given them. And we pray that uh, we will, we will, we will, uh, we will celebrate for all eternity with the rewards of this one year of teaching and learning and interacting and, and impartation and growing together, Father. We give you all the praise, the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray.